Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Lilo DiCaprio can play the killer. Michael B. Jordan to be Mrs. Star. Urge Jelly lose the smoke position. We about to talk about Bushy Pictures. Lilo DiCaprio can play the killer. Michael B. Jordan to be Mrs. Star. Urge Jelly lose the smoke position. We about to talk about Bushy Pictures. Welcome to the show. Your favorite actor. My favorite actor. Our favorite actor. actor. Oh, the audio sound clean today. Maybe right. because it's been three weeks yeah, since we've done this. Decided not to mess up for the first time ever after a hiatus. Episode 101. All right, but you know what this means. This is another episode of No the- Flex Alexander. Well, we know we back to the garbage, but this is another episode of the Leo B. Jalen Hall, whatchamacallit, the podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but easily get off subject and get to talking about something else, but you can almost guarantee that we might maybe mention the individuals who make up the name of this here. John, shout out to my homies in Philly. It's your boy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Young Denzel, a.k.a. Mr. Equalizer, a.k.a. Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens, a.k.a. Robert Balmain Jr., uh, Nor, the God of Summer, who else I is, Silk Pajamas, uh, Belly Rollin', who else I am, Peter Party Starter, uh, what else we got, we got uh, Mission Inatable. Oh, you can <laughs> no toothpaste. Uh, who else I is, uh, The Nate Who Dumped Me, um... <laughs> we got any more hotel? I already said hotel Natesylvania, I believe. I'm not. Did I say that? Yeah, I said that already. And Roly Man. You already know who it is. It's Mr. Cheese It, aka <laughs> Mr. Cheese It. That sounds very weird. Aka Walking Penisworth. Aka. Finish eating. Pusher K, aka Kayanya, Taylor Joy Van Zandt, aka Kai Dollar Sign, uh, uh, Fossil Man the Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower, Course Kojo, Cool Breeze, The Kingpin, The Hibachi Chef, Neon Ember, The FPG. Tell me in the comments what that means. The Bar Technician, The Word Bender, Uncle Hami, Raymond Kane. Who? Sweet lady, <laughs> would, would you be, be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me. Hold up. Just call and receive me. Like an email. <sighs> You're so new school. You ain't got that old yeah. school life. Like a letter. Nah, you would have said like a... Blackberry message. <laughs> okay. Like a sidekick. Oof. Receive me like a sidekick alert. Or receive me like, like a, a page. chirp. A uh, page. <laughs> Yuck. All right. So well, clearly we no haven't. book. We haven't had an episode and it feels like years. So, you know, we got a lot to catch up. Heinz on brat. Hot dogs. Yeah. I said something good like a brat. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, all right. So let's get straight into it. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't you ain't the bar I, technician. Cause I you, had a punchline, <laughs> but it, I couldn't remember what the name of the drink was. Uh, that's whack. So you ain't the in, bar technician. Into it, 
like flavored water. Look it up. Okay. Anyways, you seen it? Look it up and be at Target <laughs> and the Freezers. Freezers. All right, you seen yeah, any movies? You seen any movies since the last, last, last episode? Yeah, uh, I saw. Sorry to bother you. Mm, last week or something. I think I can't remember if I watched anything at home before then. I know I got a uh, a computer full of DVD screeners that I downloaded <laughs> onto there because they the uh, Screen Actors yeah. Guild sent them to me. Yeah, you put the disc in. Okay. All right. Yeah, sorry to bother you. It was the recent movie I seen. All right, what did you think about that movie? Because I know I, I think I talked about that a little bit on the last episode. The Big One Hundred. One Hundred. One Hundred. I thought that movie was good. Uh, it got points for being extremely different than any other movie. Uh, it, it felt like something was missing from it, and then of course the big twist uh, amped it up a little bit. Didn't necessarily. Uh, I don't even know how to describe what I'm trying to... Just like the movie is hard to describe, it's very hard to describe how I feel about it. Yeah, I thought it was... I thought, like I said before, I really enjoyed it, but, like, it was missing that oomph. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it was missing funny or acting or something. Army Hammer was good in it. Yeah, he was good. I thought Tessa Thompson did a great job, like yeah, usual. He was good. Uh, Little Keith Weird Stanfield, yeah, he was he, good. He just be playing himself in movies. <laughs> the, the white voice actors were funny. Yeah, they were funny. Like everybody, I thought the performances were everything was solid. The movie was unique. So I like that about it. It's just I think once the twist happened, I thought the movie was gonna like really take off, and it kind of like just relied on yeah. the twist to be good enough. And then yeah, when the twist happened, you forget about uh, like what the movie was about, anyways, because like basically he's a telemarketer. Or, What's that? He works like a call center, and then he's working hard to try to get to the upstairs level where all the best callers and stuff are at, and then that's when like the twist takes place. You work hard for but the, the money. Twist is so outlandish. Like what happens is so outlandish. Yeah, it's not just like a regular thing, like like a murder happens or something. <laughs> it's something so science fiction. I mean, it that, makes sense. Well, like there's a term in the movie and like, Ellie really took that term to extremes. So I thought that was, dope. yeah, I like, I like that. And then um, the way I, it ended was like the, the literal, like last scene, like that. Something about that was like cart, like old or cartoonish or something. Yeah. Uh, which made it weird. And then, and then like the, the, like semi like the middle credit scene made it like it like jumps where you don't know if he was well this is i'm trying not to give it away but if he was okay with what happened because he was just ready to get army hammer rather than even knowing like was he sad that this happened did he try to do something just immediately was coming after him but and then the the, what happens looked so looks so crazy it was it was interesting. It was interesting. But, I yeah. just it just I just was I just wanted it to be like one of the best movies of the year for me, and it just it didn't one of the most you know unique movies. Clearly, but, it was different, but it just didn't reach that potential I wanted it to. Did yeah. have some funny moments though. That scene where they was uh, having that that co- compliment off. Oh yeah, with him and uh, what's his name, uh, Jermaine Fowler. Yeah, that was I thought that was really funny. That was one of the more funnier scenes, and then. The, the little rap scene where he was at Army Amherst party was, I was dying. Oh, yeah. Also, I fell asleep several times in this movie. <laughs> That's the other thing. Not that, not that it was boring, but 
after you in that hot sun all day, uh, with this heat blazing down on you, and you finally sit down oh, in a movie theater. Also, ooh, when I tell you these tickets were so expensive to a regular, regular, regular theater with some regular seats, I was like, <gasps> that's why I can't live out there. I, I was like, I'm not. Uh, I can't live out there and see movies. <laughs> I don't even really want to see this movie that much anymore. <laughs> right, like. It's- Probably like I know it had to be an utmost of fifteen dollars. Yeah, it was sixteen per Woo! ticket. I don't want to see it. Yep, I'd be like, and that's why just... the fury was out when I was falling asleep. <laughs> like, you're, falling, you're falling asleep on thirty dollars worth of movie. You should have been mad at everybody. Like, why ain't y'all wake me up? Exactly. <laughs> I, I kept being uh, woken up. I'm like, I kind of I want to be awake. <laughs> but at the same time, it feels so good to have my eyes closed right now. We about to get to some movies that I took the nappy nap on <laughs> and wasn't mad at. I almost got. Uh, I was about to get tickets to see, but then when I saw that it wasn't like the real red carpet premiere of uh, Dog Days, when it, cause I was looking at tickets, I'm like, oh, they got the premiere of this. I'm finna go on there, oh, walk yeah. the red carpet with uh, Nina Dobrev and Adam Pally. And, was that Nina Dobrev or Vanessa Hudge? <laughs> I'll have to do some research. Yeah, yeah, you gotta watch it before you run up to her about the podcast. Like, yo, we love you on the podcast. Yeah, we, <laughs> we just be joking. Um, I was gonna say, oh yeah, speaking of prices for movies, I know you seen the shenanigans that's going on. Oh, with movie, movie Pass, pass. <laughs> uh, Movie Pass is just always constantly going through something, and it, this has to be the coffin. The coffin. Oh yeah, it's over. Because I, let me just give y'all before I go into the movies I've seen my experience with them of recent. So. Mission Impossible Fallout comes out. That's a movie I've been uh, dying to see because of the last, uh, since Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation, those movies have been um, great, great movies and shockingly great in in my opinion because I was like, dang, y'all about 10,000 movies into this Mission Impossible franchise and it keeps getting better. Quick update, both of them are in it. Okay, so you were were right. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I was wanting to see that. So go on... uh, Movie Fast, are you here? I go just looking on the internet, and I hear that Movie Fast was uh, lights out for 24 hours the previous <laughs> day. I didn't hear nothing of it because I wasn't going to the movies. And I'm like, huh, all right, this isn't good. And heard they had to get like a $5 million bailout loan <laughs> to, to help them get back in business. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is not looking good for them. They keep getting they keep getting shot, but this might have been the this might have been the one that wounded them for a while. So I go on the app. And see that they's like, all right, we're back working again, but we're really about to implement the whole peak hours showtime thing where a key word was, I thought, certain. Certain movies that were busy at peak times of the day would have a surcharge between, depending on where you're at, between like 2 and $8 or whatever. I'm like, oh, great. So I go on the app. I see that you can't even purchase tickets for Mission Impossible. Like, they just completely blurred out and say this premium screening is not available. So, basically, the whole weekend and still this weekend, you're not allowed to see Mission Impossible through MoviePass. Then they get, then they, um, then I start seeing like people's surcharges for movies. And I see that almost every movie has a surcharge at particular times. (laughs) Even movies that have been out for weeks have a surcharge. I'm like, Oh, they are wildin'. That's crazy. Then I get we get the little statement from Mitch or whatever that guy's name is, oh, yeah, who's the CEO, CEO of MovieBass. He might be the worst CEO ever because his <laughs> his statements are they are so stupid. He compared the fact that people won't be able to see Mission Impossible like 
or like uh, for a few weeks through movie pass, like trying to watch Game of Thrones on Netflix. <laughs> he then he said like that movie or uh, that show like Schmidt Creek or whatever that whatever that show is called. Oh, yeah, on Amazon. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but he was like, you can't watch that immediately on Netflix. Either. I'm like, bro. Why does he keep saying that? Those shows, for one, those shows ain't going to Netflix. They're on the, they're on, they have their own stuff. Like, yeah, they're on HBO Go. And wait, is your yeah, Game of Thrones on HBO? Ain't it? Mm-hmm. Like HBO Go and Amazon Prime. I mean, I get what he was trying to say. He was trying to say like when stuff goes on Netflix, if it's not with Netflix originally, it doesn't immediately go on there. Yeah, but, but that they, was stupid. Pa- yeah, that's not <laughs> movie, movie pass is <laughs> not a thing. Yeah, their whole intent from the beginning was letting you. It, movies and TV shows are different, bruh. You can't sell us a service and say you can see these movies, all any of these movies you want for like a certain whatever your plan because is. Because they leave those things forever. <laughs> like if you wait a certain amount of time, you'll never see. Sorry to bother you. In the theaters again exactly. you'll never see mission impossible in the theaters again unless a new one come out and they do a mission impossible marathon exactly and i ain't waiting that long to see <laughs> fallout and netflix is like uh okay for one we can't put hbo stuff on here exactly. yeah we can put shameless on here which is on showtime but that is like the rare case where they can take stuff from other big who have streaming stuff and put it on there but then they'll keep it on there for a while depending on like the numbers that they have behind the scenes the stuff on like riverdale Riverdale after the the see the current season won't be on there, but as soon as Riverdale ends, they have a deal with Netflix for where it goes straight on to Netflix right after the last episode of that season. Mm-hmm. Shameless, they wait to like a month before the new episode on Showtime comes on before they put it on Netflix. So either way, if you read his statement, it's very dumb. So I read that, I'm like, this guy, he's wilding. Then I'm looking at AMC, which is a theater I always go to, and they have their pay $20, get three movies for each week. And mm-hmm. to me, even though it's more money than I originally paid, I'm like, this is this sounds like a good deal to me, just because I know AMC would be more structure since it's going straight through them. It's not a third-party thing. So they'll be more structure, and I have more confidence in them. And even though it's $20 a month, I see I can see about three movies a week or under, but Either way, like I don't need to, I don't need unlimited like that. I just, it's nice to have it, but if I had to settle for three movies a week, I ain't gonna complain. So I'm like, all right. So then on Monday, I go to see a movie. I go to hit the the theater that I'm at to go check to see if I can check into this movie. It says there are no more available times for this theater today, <laughs> and it means, and I'm talking for any movie. I'm like, okay. So I just I exit out the app, exit or click back in. Says the same thing. I was like, is it just for this theater? So I check all the other theaters that are listed. No movies in the city are able to use Movie Pass for the day, basically, because yeah, basically crazy. those dudes went on another. All right, we're gonna have to just go go silent for this day with them. But they don't ever alert you in advance or at the time. They wait till it's done and then apologize with some crappy excuse. So then I had to just be like, all right, let me get this AMC A list thing. So I had to pay for that. And get that. Keep still keep movie pass because I'm I already paid for movie pass up until like January of next year, so I'm gonna have both of them and whatever. So then I like I look on it, or they release some statement again, basically saying that they'll probably not let you see like big new movies for like the first couple weeks that they're out. Look at movie pass again when the new movies drop this week. I see you can't see uh, Christopher Robin. That's crazy. I see you can't see uh, Darkest Minds for some reason. And I wouldn't even necessarily call that a big movie. Right, but you can see The Spy Who Dumped Me. So I thought that was odd. But with them, and they even put this in the statement, 
times the times will vary of which you can check into. So they told you to check before you leave because at like at one forty time might be available at some point in the day, but then it might not be available or whatever. So they said it'll keep changing. You just gotta be what up is to their date. algorithm. I have no <laughs> clue. And now when I look on it, only times after four o'clock are available for certain movies, but the morning times aren't. But you would think morning times would be available because less people and they're cheaper. Yeah, that don't make sense. So you're gonna have, and who knows if those times will actually stay available? They probably won't. But those are the times that they start out with. So it's just movie pass is real. It's just poor. It's just sad. It's really yeah. sad. So I have a list now. So I have both of them. So I always try to use movie pass first, just because that's unlimited. And if not, I'm like, all right, I'll just go to the one that I know will work. All right. I have uh, just a list of alternatives. This this article literally says after you cancel yeah, movie pass. <laughs> the people who are doing month to month definitely should cancel. Mm-hmm. You can get like he was saying AMC Stubbs A list, uh, nineteen ninety five a month, three movies per week regardless if they're IMAX, three D, like. uh, uh, AMC Prime with the Dolby Vision or any other of the premium, which is of course a step up. From Movie Pass, um, you can reserve. You can still reserve seats in advance. Book multiple movies per day. Uh, use the service at any other theaters. Um, you also get a ten percent discount on food and drinks. Uh, you get access to. Um, you get to go in the premium members line, which don't really matter. It really that be matter. empty. The regular line be empty or <laughs> all crowded. So yeah, they both don't listen. People be non. Yeah, I always members. go into. <laughs> I have a a stubs card, not this a list, but still go in that line. I don't, I don't care about your little lines. Um, limitations. Uh, they say there's not very much limitations. Uh, see any film in any format, no restrictions. It's really just so you can only just, see three movies a week from yeah, Friday then, to Thursday. You yeah. only get three. Yeah, and even that's a lot. And right, because I and, see movies all the time, but I know I struggle to see three movies in a week. Yeah, three. It should it should be good enough, and just the fact it's nineteen uh, ninety five. But that's when you get to see the three D movies. Yeah, so let's, you get to see the IMAX movie. I don't watch 3D unless it's 3D IMAX. Yeah, I really don't anymore. <laughs> so let's say you see just two regular movies, uh, t- one movie one week and then one movie another week. That's already almost $20. Yep, you spent, so especially it, depending on what time you've seen it. Yeah. Uh, so you almost already paid that. Yeah, so let it let it be one of these big movies that come out so you know that's an IMAX. If you see two Marvel movies in a row, yeah, you see you're two, looking at you see two IMAX movies? You're looking at 20 already when for 20 a month you can see both them IMAX movies and some of these other little whack movies that's coming out. Like, uh, what's the, the, I can't even remember the name of it, what you just said. Darkest Darkest Minds. Oh, yeah. The newest newest young adult uh, film. I'm tired of those. That looked just like the other ones. They're dead. I don't know why they dropped this movie, but I heard it wasn't whack. Another option is, I didn't read, read about this, but Cinema. Oh, yeah, with the have, S, I think theirs is theirs is also like limited on amount of movies you can yeah. buy in the plan. Yeah, it costs three ninety nine per month for one ticket. Oh, so to yeah, a movie a month, seven ninety nine for two tickets, ten ninety nine for two tickets plus IMAX. No, I'll I just, mean I'll just go to the movies on two Tuesdays on five dollars. I mean, like on the surface, it is a deal, but I don't want to have to pay. I don't want to pick a deal where I have to pay. I get one ticket per month for four dollars. I, I don't want to think. <laughs> yeah, like that just adds too much stuff. Like this, 
that just is it's stupid. Yeah, it has no. You have access to all the movies at any time. No blackouts. No theater restrictions. Uh, it just holds your fun. So on I mean, your own little personal debit card, and then you uh, ticket to blah blah blah. So the limitations is you just basically pre-buying cheaper movie tickets. Yeah. So I mean, it's cool. Yeah. As long as I don't have to. I wonder what their uh, like their plan their plan uh, restrictions are like with canceling and stuff is. I'm not sure. Um, look it up later. Yeah, and then, and I think oh, and using the advanced tickets, you have to use a Fandango or something right, like that. And I already use Fandango, and Fandango allows you to put in my AMC stubs, allows you to put in whatever already, and it keeps it there, so it automatically takes off five dollars or whatever when I buy a ticket through them. That's good. And every single time I get a poster. Well, like, now I I, I don't sit, get them sent to me because I believe you have to pay for shipping and handling. <laughs> that's I guess that's how they earn their money back. <laughs> and then you just got like Cinemark Movie Club. That's nine dollars a month. You get I believe one two D movie ticket uh, credit per month, which you can upgrade and then oh, like you can roll it over. Yeah, too. credits roll over and stuff. Yeah, so, I feel like everybody every theater is gonna start doing this. Yeah, that's not good enough though. Yeah, and, to me, still- <laughs> and you know three D. No IMAX without paying the extra. Yeah, still AMC has the best. What do I feel like is going to be the repercussions of this? AMC is going to raise up their um, their concession prices probably even more eventually. Yeah, and I, that's when I'll really be. I'm going to be like, I don't, this is a man bag. This ain't a purse. It's going to be full of stuff. Yeah, you're going to hear that when I crack that pop open. Yeah. I don't feel no, because I be judging people now. I'm like, yo, at least get, get a bottle. I exactly. Want, I don't want to hear your, your can open, oh, yeah. but that'll definitely be me. I always, I'll be bringing milkshakes mostly in there. Brianna cracks me up when she be sneaking like fruit in there. Yeah, <laughs> she be having apples in like a, a container. You gotta bring something more fun. <laughs> when we be going to the uh, with the Five Guys is where we're at, we be putting the Five Guys bag in her. Uh-huh, bag. That's what you always gotta do. Yes. I brought, I put steak, in, I put a whole steak and shake meal in a fanny pack. Uh-huh, you got brought it in. Unwrap the foil. Uh, <laughs> milkshakes always be bringing a nice little Kate Spade purse with the flat bottom, so you can <laughs> stick the milkshakes right in there. Sneak up in there. Uh, I don't even be caring anymore. We'd be in a dining theater. I'm, like, I'm about to just eat this food in front of this dude. What is he going to say? Get out. Yeah. No Jordan pill. Yeah, that was a bar for well, you. It'd be fun. I want to do the podcast no more when you say them whack bars. That was bars. a bar for you? Nah. Hey. All right. So I don't know how we got to this, but mm-hmm. I think I was just venting. But all right. Uh, since we're probably like an hour already into the episode, let me uh, breeze through these movies that I've seen since the last one. First up, we got The First Purge. That was... Um, I've been saying the Purge series has been going up with every movie. The first one was disappointing, in my opinion, because, you know, they didn't use the concept well. But then the next two I thought were really good. That was starring... Frank Grillo. Yep, those are good. But this one takes a back. It goes backwards. <laughs> Once you go black, you go, you go back. back. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> but... I found a new action star, <laughs> whatever the guy's name is from Insecure who yeah. led this movie. That If I don't see him in Black Panther 2 or playing a young <laughs> John McClane in, the, <laughs> in oh, <yeah>. Die Hard. <laughs> Which reminds me, they are trying to reboot 24 again. Yeah. Give up. If it didn't work with uh, Dr. Dre. Corey Hawkins. Uh, yeah, then it's just not going to work. If it works with a white lead actor, I'm, I'm calling yeah. it racism. Yeah. I know you seen what man did to Colin Kaepernick. Uh, yeah. So I saw that clip. I 
That's wild. <laughs> they were tripping. <laughs> Deleted his name out of a song on Madden. That is crazy. And then said, oh, it was an accident. We just said we can't have his rights. But they over there took it upon themselves to delete his name off. Yeah, so they... I don't know. One, they knew people were going to notice that. <laughs> it's such an obvious punchline, even if you never heard that song. because yeah, the song is whack. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. He put his album out. I ain't listened to it yet. I'm just waiting to see who this legendary rapper. I was a, that's gonna be on Nicki Minaj's album. I was assuming it was gonna be Eminem. Oh, uh, that's what I was like. It gotta be Eminem. But then I feel like it might be Lil Wayne or Drake. Yeah, I can really see. <laughs> it probably really is Drake because her and Drake were just up there together. So. Uh huh. For one, all them songs she's put out solo are very whack. She, Bed is a tipple. What I don't like is. If she was saying this is gonna I wanted to make a classic rap album. I'm about to make this straight rap album. Oh, yeah, so then she got to singing. She got to bed. <laughs> I went to bed with your name on it. That was whack. The song with Lil Wayne is trash. Yeah, everybody forgot about that song. Sun Lee is over. Yeah, everybody Barbie heard. Tings is over. She is she's she the first person I seen about to put an album out going off of features. Because yeah. thanks to Takashi, she's back on the charts again. And she and she bodied that song. And yeah, she that, did good. And that song was horrible. <laughs> See, I don't like Takashi Six Nine, but at least he admits that he just be putting stuff together. Because yeah. he said, "You can look at the lyrics. I did not. I did. I just threw stuff together, and it <laughs> surely sounds like it. But that's also frustrating that you can admit to just throwing crap together and mm-hmm. it can be popular. I watched when he was explaining what Six Nine mean. No, I just, like I you still, made that up just now. I still don't know what he was talking. I still, or I didn't, I didn't watch that interview, so I still don't know. Yeah, I didn't watch that whole interview. That's too long. I just watched that clip. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a movie podcast. Yeah. So, anyways, back to the purge. <laughs> uh, so, whatever his name is, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name because like it's Daniel, or is that his name on the show? His name on the show. His name, his real know. life name is something hard to pronounce. Unka yeah, Bunka. But he went. F- <laughs> he went he went full Rambo on at one point. Where he was taking on a whole building by himself. And mind you, he was just a drug lord in this movie. But what his We all know drug lords got karate skills and gun toting skills. I guess. But when it, when his ex-girl was in need of his uh, services, he was tearing through that building. I was like, this is a, this is a this is an origin story of an action star. If I don't see him getting action roles, I swear, if he ain't going against uh, Adonis and Creed 3. I was about to say, I can see him being like a boxer or something. Because he got the physique. Pause, clearly. Uh, uh, and <laughs> wait, I mean, this is an accepting podcast. What are you pausing stuff? I, just, I don't do that no more because. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad. Love that's, who you're going to love. Yeah, I'm just saying I wasn't. Be who you going to be. You should be I able to trying. say anything you want without someone to have to judge you. Okay. I, I just was I trying turned to say. a new leaf. Tree. That was whack. I was going to say fall. Okay, well, that's still whack. <laughs> nah, that's better than tree. I was just basically trying to say I wasn't trying to slide in homies' DMs, but, you know, ladies, do you? Anyways. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sound like something you would do. No, that ain't me. But, that, I mean, I'm not, like, making no joke. Um, but the movie starts with a corny hint at where the term The Purge came from. Because they, right. they wasn't really calling it The Purge in that movie until, like, the very end. What's um, your last name? I don't know. Who are you with? Just I'm me, solo. <laughs> okay, Han Solo. Yeah, that might take the cake as one of the worst moments of 2018. Um, I, I thought it was cool because I swear Desert they thief. They, <laughs> I'm gonna ignore that. <laughs> trying my hardest. 
They had an Easter egg in the background where it had like the Halloween movie poster, like for the I think for the one that's coming out. So I thought that was pretty dope. Like I am Legend with yeah. Batman versus Superman that didn't come out until right. a decade later. <laughs> yeah, they were they they were going off rumors, but this was dope since they're both with Bloomhouse. Yeah, I guess they can kind of or you know that thing was pretty dope. Um. I like the details that they put into this first purge, using it really as an experiment, like giving people financial incentive to either participate or leave. Um, they only chose like one area, which was Staten Island, to try this out. So I thought that was that makes sense because you ain't just gonna throw something wide out there to the whole world before trying it in a secluded avenue or secluded area. Um, but I would have liked to know why they chose Staten Island, though. Yeah, and because they were just filming there. And, of course, people were, like, a lot less prepared than they are in the f- past movies. Like, past movies, as soon as you hear that alarm go off, people had, like, uh, gated. forks and Yeah, they had uh, stuff to block bands. off their yeah. buildings and houses and shops. This one, nah, people was just like, is people going to actually purge? Nah, all right. Um, uh, there was an annoying antagonist, like, little drug fiend, and I didn't like that he was one of the antagonists because I thought it was stupid. And I don't, once again, I got asked for Ocean's 8. How is Designer in another movie? He has been in two movies in 2018. I guess he's a movie star. I am confused. He is getting these weird cameos in these movies. So he's doing something outside of the movie scene, right? Because he's conning these people into giving him cameos for these movies. That's crazy. Um, For some reason, they had the, the government started hiring hired guns at the end of the movies to start taking people out because I guess the the beginning of the purge wasn't going the way they wanted to. I wasn't really feeling that. Uh, I already talked about Mr. Rambo. I was let down by the amount of violence this movie had. I expected this to be violent, but it really wasn't. That's what they sh- like the purge should be like crazy. Like, yeah, I want to see some saw level ins- violence. Yeah. Insane violence. Um, this movie like teetered on a racial statement that, you know, was obvious in marketing, but they didn't go all the way full. Like with it, they just wanted you to like know that it was there, but they didn't want to take it there fully on their own. I thought that was a coward move. Like either do this stupid thing or yeah, don't, don't do it at just all. Just make a movie. Yeah, just have some white people in there. Because it's obvious as day, yeah, all black people, you kept saying they were uh, pointing towards these these bad neighborhoods that all black people live in. Like, come on, let's be real. More No Cypress Hill. Okay. And last but not least. That is a bar. It wasn't, but... I wish more main characters would have died because more characters, or a lot of main characters walked away from this unscathed. As if there's like, going to be a sequel. Right, no, just please. murder them off. Yeah, keep it pushing. Or uh, a sequel to their thing. All right, next movie I watched was Dwayne Johnson in Skyscraper. Now, you mentioned how you was taking a nice nap in Sorry to Bother You. I took a serious nap <laughs> in this movie. I didn't even see where he jumped from into the skyscraper. That was the big like promotion of this movie. I missed that whole scene. <laughs> and I, I think that was a long scene too. Cause that was the skyscraper was almost I think almost triple digits in like floors that it had and he was crippled in this movie with one leg. So I just know this that, that scene took forever and I was gone. I don't even know. I was so asleep in this movie. I don't know the real reason why the bad guys were trying to burn the skyscraper <laughs> down. I had to ask Brianna afterwards because I was like, "You, you know, you sleep in a movie if you can't even really say what the plot was." Like, what was the movie? Well, <laughs> I have a no clue. I fell asleep on the plot and the biggest scene in the movie. Um, let's see. I liked how, as we see, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson is usually like always this ex-cop, military, or yeah. whatever, but. 
uh, he's always like unbeatable. I liked in this movie, even though he was ex-military, <laughs> he was a little more like easy to, or he wasn't as un- unbeatable. He was still unbeatable for a dude with a prosthetic leg, <laughs> but he wasn't as unbeatable as he is in the movie. So I was like, all right, I give him credit for trying to make him more human in this movie. He needs to do a different kind of movie just to break these yeah. up. Just do like a serious, I guess his like serious acting that he does ballers for. I'm going to keep doing yeah. ballers. That's no action. I want like a regular, like even maybe just a regular comedy where he ain't doing stunts. Yeah, something because he can do that. There's just something about, he's too big to do anything else though. That's what he was saying in that Jamie Foxx interview that he oh, had. Yeah, I saw that. Where people, he's too big to do this role. He's got to get smaller. So I guess he's beating off that stereotype by being literally one of the biggest action st- movie stars yeah, ever. It's rare when you see somebody just do, really do just action movies like back in the day. Because mm-hmm. um, even Jason Statham will throw you a... A Meg? Yeah. <laughs> even Jackie Chan will throw you a babysitter, whatever that movie was called. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, Jason Statham will do a bunch of movies that go straight to DVD that you don't know if it's a dramedy or an action movie. Yeah, Jason uh, Statham, you back though? Like, see what Meg? Oh, what else? I wasn't really feeling the special effects in this movie much. I felt like they was trying to play off the fact that there was a bunch of fire in this movie, and they tried to make all their special effects look like they took it from the same effect that these for the fire. Um, this movie had like a lot of action. I think so. I think I would find it more entertaining than I did, but since I fell asleep to a big chunk of it, I can't really say that I was rocking with this movie. But from what I seen and what I assumed I would have saw, it would have been entertaining. Um, next up, continue my Blu-ray marathon. I watched Rogue One. Still a great Mission Impossible movie. I don't like the way it ended necessarily, just because I wanted to end on a big action stunt, but it ended on like a little clever trick, which is typical with the Mission Impossible movies. But the rest of the movie was dope. I still think Ghost Protocol, like at this point, is better. But I don't. I can't blame people for thinking Rogue One is better because uh, Rebecca Ferguson killed it in that movie, so she yeah. gave Tom Cruise a, a worthy. Uh, st- co-star in the flick yeah, Ghost so. Protocol is like the rejuvenation. Yeah, and that was just like the, Rogue Rogue Nation is like Rogue. Yeah, Rogue Nation is like like for one, huh? I think I already talked about Rogue Nation on this podcast. I put I actually watched Rogue One, but since I'm on <laughs> since I'm on Rogue Nation, I'll just say Rogue Nation <laughs> is the more James Bond serious of the Mission Impossible movies. Pro- Ghost Protocol is the more like blockbustery fun one. Yeah, I like. I like that. All right, so actually on Rogue One, I watched Rogue One, a Star Wars story, continuing my Blu-ray marathon. <laughs> Once again, that's a great movie. Um, it had a lot of action. It wasn't like wasn't the greatest action, but it was a cool little uh, story of this group of adversaries or people who are really like against the grain and was able to do this big mission. So in this, the story of Star Wars, it's dope and it was fun. The whole Skerig or whatever that last planet they was on where the whole thing went down there where they stole the Death Star plans. It was dope but you know it's not one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I wasn't even sad when all the people was dying at the end. I was like this is expected. I'm kind of mad at myself when they announced Rogue One I should have known that all, every character was going to die. I didn't even think about it so when I'm watching yeah. the movie I'm just like oh, I'm not surprised but I'm just mad at myself that I didn't go into the movie thinking like alright how are these people going to die? <laughs> and of course you have the typical the Darth Vader scene at the end which is still dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Alright continuing on I watched a movie that came out earlier this year like January the 1517 to Paris. I don't know if you remember what that movie uh, yeah. was. Is that what 
I feel like John Cusack is in that. Oh, no famous person is in here. Oh, okay, then. This, this movie is based off of an event that took place some years ago, not too long ago, where this uh, there was an attempted terrorist attack on this train. In- oh, is that the movie with Jalil White in it? Yep. He had a scene. He was a teacher. <laughs> like Lloyd Banks. <laughs> but it was a small role, like Lloyd Banks. <laughs> this movie was the movie that starred the actual three guys who were a part of the That's event. crazy. And this was directed by Clint Eastwood. Uh-huh. So I go into this movie. I'm watching it. And I'm just like, mind you, I forget. That I, I, I knew that he did that with this movie. He got the exact people to play their exact roles. That's weird. But I couldn't remember. So I'm watching the movie. They probably sucked. Yeah, I'm like, why is the acting so bad? <laughs> like, who are these? They suck. <laughs> like, this is trash. And so while I'm watching, I'm like, wait, is this the movie where he got those people who actually were part of it? Because I was like, that will explain it. So as soon as I movie went off and I looked it up, I'm like, That's this explains it. And then I got mad at Clint Eastwood. I'm like, this is how you know Clint Eastwood is super old. Because I don't think young younger Clint Eastwood would do this. Respected director and actor Clint Eastwood. I don't think he would hire these people when he's seen the acting performances that they put on. That's crazy. And mind you, the event, that, like, the event in question, comes at the very end of the movie. Mind you, the movie's like almost an hour and a half. Short movie. The actual event doesn't start till like an hour and 12 minutes into the movie. Ends by like an hour and 15. So they took this movie that was, or this event that was ah, kind of like three minutes long, maybe not even that, and made an hour and a half movie out of it by showing <laughs> us the origin story of these three dudes. Yeah. Mainly one of the guys. The, the a guy who initially attacked the attacker, like stopped him from doing that and took like, who did the most stuff and took like the most beating. It was mainly his origin story, and his life was really just like he was fat. Uh, he tried to get into the military, kind of sucked. Him and his friends went on this trip across like these like Paris or France or whatever else, and then they take the trip to go to this next destination in Bam. They see homeboy with like a hundred rounds of ammunition. While he's pointing the gun at them, he runs towards them, tackle them. They do three on one, and they easily take him out. So I was just like, this was really didn't need to be made into a movie. And I like I feel bad saying this movie whack, but like they they're here. They're like you know. They're everyday heroes, but this is definitely didn't need to be a. Uh, there definitely didn't need to be a movie made of this. All right, continuing on, Mission Impossible Fallout. Saw that at the movies. Now this is a movie where I kept falling asleep on key scenes, and it was making me mad. I would see a majority of the movie, and then a key scene I would fall asleep on and wake up heated. With all that said, it was a great movie. Like the Mission Impossible continues their streak of making great movies. I don't agree with the narrative that this is the best, easily the best action movie of the year or the best action movie in a few years. They were acting like it was one of the best movies, period, of all time. Yeah, that that I can I the the tone and the vibe of the movie is just great. Like it's a great action movie and it's one of the best movies of the year. I'll say that. Like I think I have it easily in my top ten right now. But, like, come on, it's not the best action movie. That's some dope scenes, though. Like, when Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise are fighting this uh, Asian dude who I wish was the Asian dude from The Raid, he would have killed that scene. But when they're fighting him in the bathroom, that scene is dope. The helicopter scene at the end is dope. Um, the chase scene that they have, like, the, all the action scenes are real dope. And I can see why people feel that way. I'm like, chill out. Y'all act like y'all didn't just see, like, John Wick last year. Yeah. That was one of the best action movies in years. You act like Avengers didn't just come out this year. Yeah. That was nonstop action. And I don't care if it was uh, 90% of it was CGI. That was yeah. that was dope. But this is, like, in the James Bond serious realm of action movies. And I thought it was super dope. Um, besides what I just said, blah, 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 blah. I thought it was funny. Like, I swear, like, the the scene where Tom Cruise broke his ankle in real life. 
I swear they kept that scene in the movie because you see, like, after he does that part, he starts limping. <laughs> and then they cut the scene and, like, in, to a different part of the scene where he's running and he's running all fine. So that was funny to look at. Um, Henry Cavill? He actually played a good villain in this movie. Yeah, that's good. Like, he, he kept was it. Was it worth the mustache? No. I still don't. See? I don't think, unless I fell asleep. I don't think they said why he had the mustache in the movie. Okay, so. <laughs> and I thought that was the whole thing. I thought everybody, I thought people were saying, once the movie comes out, you'll see why he had to keep the mustache. But I, maybe the I was thinking. The thing is, they could have glued the mustache on. Well, Not make somebody use all that money to CGI. The funny thing is, I was reading recently, Christopher McQuarrie, the director of Mission Impossible, he said he was fine with letting him cut the mustache. He just wanted um, Warner to pay them the money that they would have to do to um, do their own like touch-ups behind the scenes. Cause they were like, they was willing to stop the movie, let him go shoot that, shave the mustache, come back, grow the mustache. And then while they're, while he's growing it, shoot the movie and then do touch-ups on the mustache and post. He was fine with that. And they would just pay him like, it was like two or $6 million. He was cool with that. But then other, the Paramount, Paramount heads was like, no, nah, we're not doing that. Do movie theaters not or movie companies don't got fake mustaches in the costume department? <laughs> I, I, I he could have just kept it shaved and smacked. I'm sure it wasn't that much movie where he couldn't. Like I, they can do realists. They do beards and hair and movie and stuff. I'm just mad. I was really trying to figure out why he had the mustache on. Now, because I'm going to go rewatch the movie at the movies. Because, like I said, I fell asleep on key scenes and it was driving me insane. That I <laughs> fell asleep on them. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and pay attention if they really mentioned the mustache thing. But I don't think they did. Um, thank goodness, like him and Tom Cruise didn't like actually like fight each other, fight each other, like do like really just like all right, put your fist up. We about to duke it out for like five minutes because we all know Tom Cruise was like four or five. Henry Cavill is like six foot plus, and he's real balky. Yeah, he would have put the paws on him. Yeah, so even though we all know Lose clues. Either, academics, even though Luak, uh, <laughs> even though uh, Tom Cruise is basically Dominic Toretto in the Mission Impossible universe, <laughs> uh, still seeing him fight Henry Cavill would have been. They need to smash these universes up. Oh, I was that movie Transformers, be- Mission Impossible, Fast and Furious, John Wick. Baby driver. If they need did, for speed. If they did, yeah, need for speed is last. This is when you run out of ideas. If they did a Mission Impossible Fast and the Furious movie, Woo! not only would that be logical, that movie would be amazing. Uh huh. Seeing get uh, Hobbs gets on the phone, Toretto, because you know they can't be in the same room yeah. together. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> there's this fugitive on the run. We need you and your fast crew. Minus Tyrese, because yeah. clearly they're not doing movies and together. And who's anymore. the fugitive on the run? Ethan Hunt. That movie would be... It would be. Who has to use their fast cars to try to get them? The family. <laughs> Minus then, Tyrese. And then, of course, they team together at the end because Tom Cruise and IMF are like, yeah, we're doing this because what's it called? And... I was like, all right, Dominic Toretto and family help him just... That could, that could be a big twist at the end. Like... Uh, Dominic finally got Tom Cruise cornered and then out of nowhere a Decepticon shows up and that's <laughs> when they do the little Power Ranger look at the big monster and then they team up and fight these Decepticons that movie would be sweet and then and it just so happens that in Fast and Furious they happen to have a lot of cars and they can transform. That's when them cars turn into a Megazord. And they're surprised. And but then Dom's not surprised because he was like, "Yeah, he been there. I've been, I've been secretly putting. <laughs> yeah, I've been practicing. <laughs> I've been building these transformers." 
And so then they get in the Megazord along with Tom Cruise, and he gets his own mech. Well, at the end, Vin Diesel, because he became like a Tony Stark type in this movie, he uh. gives Tom Cruise his own like Iron Man suit that can transform into the Megazord. So then when you go on and do the next Mission Impossible movie, he has this suit. Man. That movie would be, that movie would be, movie would be sweet. And if they wanted to just do a Fast and Furious John Wick, and just John Wick three, John Wick is on the run. So after he, you know, survives the sta- or the just barrage of different assassins and people coming at him, mm-hmm. they hire Dominic, Dominic Toretto. Toretto because he's the <laughs> only guy who can really do it. Yeah, he can withstand bullets, and he they can... offer him a bunch of money. They kidnap for one. They got to kidnap his little kid again. Kidnap the little baby. Yeah. Say, hey, you got to do this. That, that's how Charlize Theron comes back in the movie. Okay. She's like, I kidnapped your kid again because clearly you keep getting caught yeah, slipping. You keep leaving the kid here. <laughs> so I caught him again. I need you to catch John Wick for me in order to get your kid back. And then they have a big square off at the end of the movie. Yep. Dope. Um, John Wick has guns. Dominic has crowbars. crowbars. That can block bullets. <laughs> yeah. He got a big rent. All right, now he got a big magical wrench that's similar to the key in Kingdom Hearts. He wears <laughs> <laughs> he wears the big wrench on his back now. He takes it out and he gets busy with it. And he can fight and block bullets and cast spells. Yeah, you'll see him in Fantastic Beast Five. This can go somewhere. Let me write the next Fast and Furious movie. Hey, Chris Morgan. I got some ideas. I'll let your boy. But uh, wait until they get to space. Yeah, space is a whole different thing. Space, y'all remember the little be- beast or beings that was in um Life with Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal? Those come back and they're terrorizing the astronauts in space. Oh, there's do- multiple ones now. Yeah, okay. and who do they know that can uh, stop them? Dominic Toretto and his magic wrench. <laughs> magic <laughs> wrench. Oh, that's going to be the name of the movie now. So, Dominic Toretto and his magic, magic wrench. wrench. Dang, that can be a nice little Harry Potter series. <laughs> and then he, him and the crew get in their cars, they turn into spaceships, and fly up there and try to stop these monsters. They might as well keep going and going until, until the, until the, the storyline is so ridiculous where we tell them to stop. They should just keep going going, pushing the boundaries. Where was I? Oh, yeah, just to end it off with this. This is a great action movie. Best one of the year, but not the best of the year, the best in years. Definitely top 10, I'll probably say, but not at the top. All right, uh, keep pushing forward. Equalizer 2, saw that at the movies. I enjoyed this much more than I enjoyed the Equalizer because I didn't really like the first Equalizer. This was better. It was really just like watching Denzel's character, uh, Mr. Robert Recall, whatever his name is. Just a day in the life of him. Just seeing him live life, you know, doing some nice things with some people, running up in trap houses, saving little uh, youths. Mr. Uh, Moonlight Guy, a- a- Ashton, Ashton Sanders, whatever his name is, basically uh, mentoring him, helping out old people with some diseases, being a Lyft driver, just just looking at his everyday life, all while throwing in the side plot that somebody killed his friend, and now he's going to kill the people who killed his friend. But it was entertaining. I just didn't like that Denzel barely got uh, bruised or touched throughout this movie until like the very end with the big showdown with the bad guy, but even then... He got like stabbed or cut a little bit, but then he took him out with ease. So, but it just showed that Denzel is a great actor because he was—you could tell—he was really acting. He was doing—he was trying super hard to act in this movie, <laughs> and he was carrying the movie just by being in it. So I thought that was dope. Um, moving on, watched Unfriended Dark Web, which I didn't know it has two different endings at the movies. Like there's an ending A and an ending B. That most seems crazy. Most theaters have ending A, but some theaters have ending B. 
watched this movie. Did not enjoy this one as much as I enjoyed the first one. I thought the first one was entertaining just because the teenagers in the movie, they were ridiculous when they were just all like losing it and going crazy and arguing with each other when things really started to hit the fan. This one, I couldn't tell you the age group of these movies because the black girl who's in Get Out, the one who's like the maid, she she was one of the friends. And that completely threw me off about the age range of this movie. (laughs) I was very confused. It started out with the main character, the guy. He's dating a deaf girl. So I was like, oh, bruh. This is y'all, y'all's, y'all's way of life is already weird. Cause yeah. I am not putting up with dealing with a deaf girl. Like he even made this dope app where uh, he says something and it signs it to her so she can understand him. Oh, so he can don't even need to put in any sort of effort to actually learn American Sign Language. Nope, and that was one of the reasons why they were bickering in the movie. Or if you can even bicker with a deaf girl who exactly. can't speak, but because <laughs> he wouldn't go to the sign language classes. But anyways, so how did they even get together? Uh, he he saw her at a club. It was loud noises. He didn't even know she was deaf. So they just what communicated through eyes? I guess they didn't That's really thoroughly stupid. They didn't give us much backstory on that. <laughs> I was just too hard busy, be, too busy being distracted already by the fact that they were dating. Um, the plot took a while to get in, but I guess it was fine because the parts were leading up to it wasn't unwatchable or nothing. It was cool just to see it build up to that. But it, and I do give this movie credit for being different than the first one. Like the first one was like a demonic being was haunting them. This one is not the case. It's more a dramatic ver- way of like the a dramatic version of the way of life that we live in that this stuff could happen. But I wasn't really feeling it at at the level that I should have. But I do give them credit for being different. Like I said, um, but it's just like the the, the storyline was too too much. Like just narrow it down for a movie like this. This is a movie where it literally takes place on like a TV or a laptop screen. I don't need this really drawn out detailed plot. Um, the kills in this movie were horrible. I don't even know if this movie was violent. It was like like tense and. You, I thought it was a horror movie just off the music they was playing and the vibe they was trying to create. That horror mu- movie music. But when it comes to the kill part, oh, man, they were horrible. They show somebody get hung. Um, they show somebody get ran over. They show kills happen off screen. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you don't even have the, the decency to show some of these murders to me. <laughs> like, I don't care if I sound sick and violent. If I, I come to see a movie where there's some kills, yeah, I want to see some kills. Um, yeah, this movie seemed more like a thriller suspense movie than a horror flick. Uh, the third act was anticlimactic and boringly rushed. The ending B sounded more entertaining than this one. Um, this group of friends was less fun to watch. And like I said, I give the movie credit for its being different. And I still do enjoy the concept, the screen view concept that the unfriended movies use. But this movie did not, or this movie took a step back on, on making a quality behind that interesting concept it makes me want to see a paranormal activity movie but obviously different because they don't need to do any more paranormals yeah they like same with the found footage but make it super i feel like they can make it even look even more real life than because obviously paranormal activity began to gain more money or bigger budget each time so it didn't look it didn't look just like found footage but i feel like they could really like have uh like how aaron sorkin uh used cell phones like I feel like they could film one with a cell phone. They could do something. They already did enough with the. I mean, not Aaron Sorkin. Uh, what's his name? Steve Soderbergh. Yeah, they already did enough with um, the paranormal movies that they have. They already ran that their first cam- point of view camera yeah. thing down the toilet. So, so I want something like that where you 
where you leave the theater wondering if this was a documentary or like catfish. Yeah, but obviously scripted. It's scary. <laughs> I remember when we thought Catfish, or I thought Catfish was going to be a scary movie. Uh-huh. Some sort of horror movie. The way they showed them uh, commercials yeah. where he was scared to go in the driveway and stuff. I was like, ooh, about to pop out that driveway. <laughs> then we saw it, and we was like, this ain't what we thought, but it was good. Yeah. <laughs> like That's a shock when you're like, oh, this is what it was about, and it still be yeah, good. that's rare. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, I continue my Blu-ray marathon. I watched a movie by the name of Nocturnal Animals starring the Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gilly. Amy Adams, Michael Shannon. very weird intro. It's very weird. I <laughs> <laughs> like, It's so weird, and I don't like it, but also, that's one of the best intros I've ever seen. Just because <laughs> it, to capture your attention. Oh, it, to, do, it does that. It had me in the theater like, what in the world? And nobody was reacting, and that was, that's what... You know what? That's more disturbing. Yeah, y'all weird. The fact that nobody was reacting. I know. I, I was definitely laughing. I was like, what? I kept asking uh, milkshakes, like, what is going on? So I give I give that movie all the credit for that. Good shout out to Tom Ford. He weird. Tom I can Ford see Tom right Ford now. directing some episodes of American Horror Story. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, like a whole season, actually. Like, he's a dope writer and director. Like somebody coming from fashion to this. Like cause uh, that's what's crazy. It may, that that initially make you not even want to see his stuff. <laughs> like oh, but I can't imagine like, what this is about. It' about to be trash. It's about to be too artsy. Be about shoes. <laughs> <laughs> he about to do Devil Wears Prada too. Yeah. You whack. But like I watched the special features for this movie. It was on. It was real short. But just hearing him. Explain how he did like shots in the movie and how he had to make sure because there's three different time periods in this movie. You have like the past where uh Edward and um whatever her Susan is her name, Susan. Mm-hmm. I forget Amy Adams' character where they were married. Then you got the present where clearly they're divorcing. She's with Army Hammer and she's reading the book. And then you got the third one where the life inside the book, how he was saying all three of those had to look different. So he had like the present looking like real doll kind of just to give off how amy adams character's life was at the moment the past was just like real like bright and with potential because that's how um their their lives were fresh even though she thought her art career wasn't going to take off and edward's book career wasn't going well they still had to show the you know the the innocence and then the third one i forget how he described like how the book was but and he showed like correlations between the real life and the book, like stuff like having, like when Edward and Amy, huh? I think her, na- I think her name is Susan. Yeah, I think it's Susan. <laughs> Amy and Edward and Susan broke up in the past. There was like a green charger, and then in Ed in Edward's book, his family is driving. Or is it, was it his family? No, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character, ATJ. his character was driving the same green charger. Um, and it was just little stuff like that. So when you go back and watch, like, oh, that's why he put it in the book. Just little stuff that happened. Like, yeah. oh yeah, like oh, what was it? Um, dealing with the red. Oh, cause so when Susan was first reading his book and was basically giving her the bad news that like, this is trash, and she was sitting on a red couch, killing his dreams. Uh, <laughs> in the movie where he sees that his wife and daughter have been killed, they're sitting on the same bright red couch oh, yeah. to you know give off that same metaphor. So I thought. That little stuff like that, nuances like that, makes the movie dope. The whole co- correlation between the book and the marriage and how he correlated their marriage and the ending of that into events that happened in the book thought was very dope. So this is a dope movie. The acting was dope between Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Shanahan, Aaron Taylor Johnson, which he won a Golden Globe for. Great <laughs> acting. Just it's a great movie, so I enjoy it. It's just like I look at when I put it on my list, and it's like super low compared to some things, but I'm like, it's. I thought it was going to be better, like, 
It's yeah. on the surface, but behind the surface and like this meaning is super good. So it's just like trying to find the middle correlation between Was all Tom that. Ford trying to go did he go like film school before he did fashion stuff? He probably he, he had to have because the way his movie or like that movie specifically, all that good detail and stuff, it would make you think like he'd been practicing or right, he'd like, been like because that have. that would if that would make me not want to see a movie for some reason. Right. But you could look at it at the same time, like because those those popping art or fashion people, like they are very detailed. Yeah, they are artsy and detailed. So the fact that he directed, wrote, and produces movie is yeah. That's good. what the, I guess the writing part yeah. is crazy. I can see him directing, writing. It's crazy. Yeah, I can see him giving off like his idea to an actual filmmaker and him making that happen. But the yeah, fact that he did all costuming this, and stuff, but yeah, he didn't even do the costuming for yeah. That's what's crazy, which is weird. I so ain't he, got time to do that. <laughs> so he must have went to some sort. Of, he must have some background in film because this Let movie me look was, up Tom Ford. This two movie was well well structured to just be. And I think it's his second movie. And this, yeah, it is. His first movie was like getting all type of uh, awards consideration with a serious man. So he, he got to. But um, I think that's the last thing I have. And then just a little only past episode reflection I have because clearly I don't be uh, doing those anymore. <laughs> but I know on the last episode, the big 100, our 100th episode, go check it out. Uh, Milkshakes was on here and we were talking about how she hasn't been on the episode or the show for a while. And her last episode before the 100th one I saw is episode 72. Oh, she really hasn't. Yeah, so it was almost 30 whole episodes. And that's not 30 weeks for us. <laughs> that's crazy. Mm, yeah. So she I, really wasn't on it? Mm-hmm. Or if she did, it might have just been a cameo appearance. I just know where she was actually credited for being on the show was episode 72. That's crazy. Um, all right. So what I'm gonna try to do from now on into you know, this tentatively dropped uh uh big episode where I take all clips from past episodes come out. Who knows when that'll drop? So from now on I'm gonna try to play one clip from a past episode that's like I, that I wrote down that would be in one of those episodes. But I ain't prepared for that this week. So going <laughs> forward is I'm gonna try to yeah. do that. Um and then so I was just gonna breeze through a bunch of topics that I have been building up, just give real quick uh, opinions on them and then we can just move on to the end but uh quick information on tom ford he is this he went to, he first went to college at 16 dropped out moved to new york to study art history at nyu he dropped out after a year so he can focus on acting and television commercials <laughs> then he began studying interior architecture um then what else did he do? So he then he got an interest in fashion, became an intern. Then at New York, he finished studying fashion. And that's all I got from this. I, mean, uh, I guess maybe he just you know learned stuff on the way. Felt like doing a movie on the acting and TV circuit, you know? mm. and maybe in his little engineering or whatever classes you just yeah. said. I don't know. People, everybody just went on Google. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> how to make a movie? How to put? How to make an artsy? Yeah, <laughs> an artsy, a, difficult to understand. A fancy movie. movie. Uh, all right, so before um, we just breeze through topics, gotta catch up on our name this nice. bracket. Gotta catch up on our name this bracket later. We got three different people. First up, uh, Denzel Washington. So we are doing his worst movie. Let me type in Denzel. Let me see if off the top I can think of what his worst movie is. Denzel Washington, and we know he got a bunch. Yeah, he got. He been acting for a long time. Oh, uh, did you see that? 
Did you see that Jamie Foxx interview he had? I saw some of that one. Did you? What did you see when um they were talking about how like does he do like his own stunts and it looks like he does stuff and then Jamie Foxx was saying um Leonardo DiCaprio one time told him that you know somebody I wouldn't want to mess with Denzel Washington because it actually looks like he be doing them type of fight moves <laughs> that he be doing in the movies and then Denzel was like yeah I do like all the uh, the choreography I be doing it I just don't do no 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 running and jumping <laughs> and then Jamie Foxx made some type of joke. And he related it to Sleepless, the movie he had last year, that little cop movie. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, like a lot of people. And Denzel was, you know how you laughing? Like, <laughs> like you, you don't get the joke, but you laughing anyways. <laughs> so he was doing that laugh. And then he was like, well, he was like, what, what was that a movie you did? <laughs> and Jamie Foxx just walked off laughing. He's like, I didn't know. I was like, dang, that is sad. You can tell Denzel don't be. He definitely don't be doing the deep dive. If you do yeah. if you a big actor and you do these little crappy movies, he did, definitely ain't gonna be paying attention. Did you see when they asked uh, Tom Cruise what he likes about going to the movies? Mm-mm. You would think this man didn't. The way let me see if I can find his quotes. He ain't never been to a movie theater before. Probably not. <laughs> Let me find Tom this. Tom Cruise is a weird dude. He is a weird fella. He make great movies. What is... Y'all know what I'm looking for. All right, while you're looking up that, I'll start with Denzel's long filmography. That starts in the... It starts in 81, but we're not going to do those. You seen Malcolm X, right? Ooh, I'm not sure. I've seen it. I um, know it came with a big box set, though. <laughs> Did you see the you seen the Pelican Brief? Mm, I don't think so. I don't remember. F- Philadelphia. Yeah, I seen Philadelphia. All right. Did you like that movie? Uh, it was funny. The scene <laughs> where where uh, Mr. Tommy Hanks sit down and go, <laughs> "I got AIDS." <laughs> <laughs> Alright what would you say Would you guess would be worse Malcolm X or Philadelphia uh, Probably Philadelphia Alright so Philadelphia or What is that movie No 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 uh, Or He Got Game uh, Philadelphia Philadelphia or I saw The Hurricane That was a great movie I would say Philadelphia Alright so Philadelphia or Remember the Titans I ain't necessarily like a big fan of like Remember the Titans, but I'll just say Philadelphia, I guess. Philadelphia or Training Day? Philadelphia. Philly or John Q? Philadelphia. I don't necessarily like John Q either. I thought that was a, I I thought that was what he should have won an Academy Award. Yeah, the for. only reason I'm saying I didn't really like it is because how little I was when. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that, that he, for me, he had a streak. He went from Training Day, John Q. And Antoine Fisher in three oh, yeah. years. He those was, three straight movies. And those was all three great movies. Yeah, with Derek Principal Luke. Yeah, we don't want to discuss where his careers went. Um, all right, Biker so boys. Philadelphia or Antoine Fisher? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia or Out of Time? What's Out of Time? It's a movie where Sanaa Lathan, he's like, he's like, um. That's the one with the girl from Living Single? I cannot remember, but honestly, it was like he had like beach shirts on. Uh, yeah, I know that is. Uh, I'll say Out of Time was yeah. worse. Back in the day, I liked it, but I can honestly see that movie not carrying over very well. Out of Time or Man on Fire? Man on Fire is that with Dakota Fanning? Yep. 
Dang, I just can't exactly remember Man on Fire. Man on Fire he has a really lot good. of movies. I would say Out of Time is worse than Man okay, on Fire. Okay, Out of Time. Out of Time or The Manchurian Candidate. This movie's trash. Yeah, I, I honestly can't even remember it. I remember being horrible because I on the same. I saw this and Anchorman on the same day. Oh yeah, that's a terrible. <laughs> and it was night and day. Wait, <laughs> hold on. I might be lying. I did see two movies that on the same day as Anchorman, but I can't remember if it was The Village or Manchurian Candidate. <laughs> I remember seeing The Village at a, a a dollar movie theater. Village is trash. A dollar movie yeah. theater. Are those things still around? I have a no clue. Mm. All right, The Manchurian Candidate or Inside Man. Manchurian Candidate. Manchurian Candidate or Deja Vu? This had, I now, think. Now, Deja Vu is what I'm thinking of, I think. <laughs> With Paula Patton? Was Paula Patton in this? I think so, because they did two movies, and one of them was Two Guns. Yep, Paula Patton was in this, and Jim Caviezel, Val Kilmer. That sounds kind of whack, <laughs> but probably at the time. Yeah, Val Kilmer was in that movie. R.I.P. Tony Scott, though. Dang, uh, man. I'll just say Manchurian Candidate, but I know Deja Vu ain't all that popping. Nah, but Manchurian Candidate or American Gangster? Manchurian Candidate. American Gangster, he was reaching. <laughs> uh, Manchurian Candidate or The Great Debaters? Great Debaters is... That's not necessarily like a movie I would ever want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> i never seen it because it looked boring. Yeah, that's one. That's the black uh, debate movie Yeeks. with Denzel Whitaker. The, that one actor, yeah. he was in something recently. I can't remember, but I'll say I'll still say Manchurian Candidate's worse. Manchurian Candidate, Taken of Pelham One Two Three, another Tony Scott production. R.I.P. Is that with a uh, John Travolta? That is with John Travolta. Yep. John Travolta cut his hair. Well, took his wig off for that movie. <laughs> See, I, I just, see, I'm not too familiar with the Manchurian Candidate right now. Manchurian Candidate. I hated that movie. <laughs> so I would say that's still worse yeah. than this. But this is nothing to write home about. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't whack, though. All right, the Manchurian Candidate or the Book of Eli, Mr. Blind? Manchurian Candidate. I like Book of Eli. The Manchurian Candidate or Unstoppable? Unstoppable. That's a train movie with Chris Pine. Yep. Uh, Another Tony Scott production. I oh, bet. That's his, be- that's his favorite director. Oh, I bet he was mad when he jumped off that bridge. Uh-huh. Dang, you really did a number on Denzel, Tony Dang. Scott. Now he does nothing but Antoine Fuqua movies. Yeah, he was like, I need to stick to somebody. <laughs> uh, Manchurian Candidate. All right, Manchurian Candidate or Safe House? Safe House, is that Ryan Reynolds? Yes, and I was very upset at this movie. I didn't. I, everybody liked it. I didn't like it. And when I saw it, I was like, I mean, when it was coming, I was like, Ryan Reynolds, Denzel? Uh-huh. You know that's a classic. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh I'll stick with Manchurian Candidate. I'm sure Ryan Reynolds was yeah, charming was, or something. Yeah, it. it was still better than Manchurian. All right, Manchurian Candidate or Flight? Manchurian. Manchurian Candidate or Two Guns? <laughs> Manchurian. Two Guns was entertaining. Yeah, Two Guns <laughs> is good. Um, Manchurian Candidate or The Equalizer? Manchurian. Manchurian or The Magnificent Seven? Manchurian. Manchurian or Fences? I mean... I'm more likely to watch Fences, so Manchurian. <laughs> yeah, and Fences is a movie you got to be in the mood yeah. to watch. <laughs> I remember I had it up and running on the fire stick one day. I was just like, I ain't in the mood to watch this yeah, type of gotta, movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you really got to be doing You got to be playing like The Sims or something. <laughs> Why that song? Manchurian Candidate or Roman J. Israel Esquire. Never seen it. <laughs> Me neither. So moving on to Equalizer 2 and Manchurian Candidate is, in our opinion, Denzel's worst yeah. movie. 
All right, so we moving on to who's the next victim? Uh, oh, I found real quick. I found the quote. This is the all the person I asked him was, "Do you have a most memorable movie going experience?" That was the only question. And Tom Cruise went, "Boy, that's hard to say." That right there is just. <laughs> what do you mean? That's difficult. I don't know. There's so many of them. He said, "Boy, that's hard to say because I can basically look at my whole life in terms of films I've seen." What? To, just, uh, just a quick, just <laughs> to just name one. There's so many films that have been memorable to me. I love movies. <laughs> I, <laughs> that I can remember. Funny. I can remember since I was a little kid going to the theater or the uh, drive-in and what gosh. it meant to me. When the lights go down and I'm just taking on a journey, going to places that I didn't even know existed or different worlds that I wished were real. Incredible adventures, drama, comedy. That's what I love. I love the cinema experience. I prefer it with a packed audience. Tom. (laughs) That's what we dream about when we're making these films, too. Thinking of the group experience, there's nothing like it and nothing like seeing it on the big screen with great sound and exactly the way it was meant to be. That has never changed for me. I love it. For one, the part where he says, uh, "We that's what we do it for, we do it for, like, to do it for packed audiences. Yeah, you definitely don't do it for an uh, empty theater. <laughs> that would probably hurt people's souls if they just dropped their movie, just walked in a random theater and saw the theater was empty. But that was wild. That sounded very generic. And then, they tried too hard. Uh, Screen Crush found all these different times where he's talking, when in interviews he <laughs> spoke on movies. These are some of the quotes, and this range from 2001 to 2017. He says... Because I love movies, but I love movies. I love movies. As much as I love movies, I love movies. It was aligned with the things that I love. Movies and aviation. Oh. I love movies. So this I don't think he loves movies like that. This, he, he's never been to a theater. Yeah, I don't think He's been so. acting so long. He might, because he also has been acting since 81, just yeah. like Zelzel. All right. I didn't know you had a little nickname for him. You remember uh, Zell Swag from Love and Hip Hop? They should call Denzel Zell Swag. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he wants to be associated with that. <laughs> he probably doesn't even know what Love and Hip Hop is. Yeah. All right, so for Tom Cruise, we're doing his best movie. First okay. up, have you seen Risky Business? Not in full. Uh, Legend? Legend, no. Top Gun? Not in full. Color of Money? Nah. Rain Man? Nah. Uh, a Few Good Men? Nope, I ain't seen no Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, before because all these came out before. Yeah, we're born. Um, Interview with a Vampire. Nope, Mission Impossible. 1. I've seen clips of all these. Yes, Mission Impossible. <laughs> all right, Mission Impossible with Jerry Maguire. I mean, if you asking me, I'm saying Mission Impossible. If you asking other people, they probably saying Jerry Maguire. You want to hear uh, Cuba, Cuba ask about where the money at? Well, like For Cuba. one, I botched that that quote. <laughs> where the money at? <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible or <laughs> Mission Impossible 2. Well, that life was, changed. I was about to say, that was the distance. Yeah, the first one. Well, there's there's movies in between. Oh, uh, yeah, I was about to say. All right, Mission Impossible 2. Pancreas. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a life changing movie. It really was. Uh, I completely turned my life upside <laughs> down. And if you like it, take a minute. Just sit right there. I tell you, how good friends of a town called Belly. I did. <laughs> I added some jazzy banana. In Nate, Philadelphia, or Meek, Philadelphia, or Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, the Others. Have you seen that movie? Nah. I saw that movie, and I would definitely put Mission Impossible 2 above it, but it has one of the better twists a horror movie has, though. Um, He was in that movie? <laughs> that must be where he met Nicole Kimmon or something, because she, she starred in that. All right, Mission Impossible 2 or Vanilla Sky? Mission Impossible 2. It's going to be hard to be Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 2 or Minority Report? Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 2 or Austin Austin Powers and Goat Member? I forgot he was in that. Uh, Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 2 or... Or for one... Oh, yeah. I don't know why I said the others because he didn't star in the others. He just executive produced it. Anyways. <laughs> um, all right. Let me get to movies he actually did. All right. Mission Impossible 2 or The Last Samurai? Mission Impossible 2. I remember Last Samurai feeling very long. <laughs> Mission Impossible 2 or Collateral? Mm. I like Collateral. It's a great movie. But nothing was life-changing like Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 2 or War of the Worlds? Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 2 or Mission Impossible 3? I'm going to say, honestly, Collateral could have beat Mission Impossible 2, <laughs> but I already said it. Mission, And I'm going to say Mission Impossible 2 better than... Th- what was, what was the one in three? What was three? I honestly think three might be the most forgettable one because yeah, I don't I'm, remember that one. I'm going two. I remember all the other ones. Three is the one where he was running and then that explosion. Off the motorcycle? Might have been, but I just remember that scene in the trailer where he was running. This explosion on the freeway made him fall into the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going two. Mission Impossible 2 or... I'm skipping that one. Tropic Thunder. This is tough. Tropic Thunder is very funny and... It was something different. And his performance was very good. I'm going Tropic Thunder because it's just got to be beat. Tropic Thunder or Valkyrie? Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder or, oh, this is going to be a tough one, Night and Day with Cameron Diaz. Woo! Sent her into retirement. I am going Tropic Thunder. I forgot he decided to do a movie like that. And James Mangle directed that movie. Jamesy, Jamesy, Jamesy. Um... Uh, Tropic Thunder or Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol? I got... What do I like better? Ghost Protocol, Tropic Thunder. Alright, if you said, Kyle, which one of these movies do you feel like watching? It'll probably be Tropic Thunder. What's that? I'm sticking with Tropic Thunder. Tropic. Edge. I have small edge over Ghost Protocol. Tropic Thunder or Rock of Ages? Did you see that? I know, no, I but did. I know exactly what it is. <laughs> so it's Tropic Thunder. Who was in that movie? Uh, Julianne Huff. Okay, Russell Brand. I don't want to see. I don't want to see a movie starring Tom Cruise and Julianne Huff. <laughs> what, Russell Brand is your co-star. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, uh, you said Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. Tropic Thunder or Jack Reacher? Mm, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder or Oblivion? I have never seen Oblivion. Me neither, and that's disappointing. Uh, <laughs> Tropic Thunder or Edge of Tomorrow? I actually have not seen Edge of Tomorrow either. That is a great movie, but I would still probably say Tropic Thunder. Uh, Tropic Thunder or Mission Impossible Rogue Nation? Still rolling with Tropic. Tropic Thunder or Jack Reacher never goes back? Surely never seen that. And it's definitely not better than Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder or The Mummy? (laughs) Tropic Thunder. I didn't even see The Mummy. Didn't know that it was whack. It's definitely not better than Tropic Thunder. It, It killed a universe that didn't even start yet. Um, dark universe, <laughs> the monster verse, Tropic Thunder, or American made Tropic Thunder, and then last but not least, Tropic Thunder, Mission Impossible Fallout. Didn't see it, so 
that is is very tough, and it Mission Impossible Fallout could easily be better than Tropic Thunder, That's but crazy. I'm keeping it at Tropic Thunder okay. just because it's a classic movie and it's yeah. other. Let me, make, <laughs> let me make sure it ain't on here yet, though.